0: So, throughout the Advent and now into the Christmas season, we've been reading primarily from Old Testament prophets and from the Gospel of Matthew and Luke, and today our first reading is from a different Gospel with a different perspective, Gospel of John, uh, no manger or shepherds or wise men here, uh, but... He comes, like the author of John, from the perspective of uh, thinking about what is most fundamental in the universe, kind of like the Higgs boson particle, the God particle, the most uh, basic piece of matter that we can uh, can identify at this point, although we'll probably find something um, even smaller and more basic sometime, but for John it was the Logos, (coughs) And uh so I'm going to read from the first chapter of John, and I'm going to read from a, a version called the message, which gives us a bit of a different feel for a very familiar reading. So let us now listen for God's Word. The Word was first, the Word present to God, God present to the Word. The Word was God in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing, came into being without him. What came into existence was life, and the life was the light to live by. The light life blazed out of the darkness. The light life was the real thing Every person entering life, he brings into light. He was in the world, the world was there through him, and yet the world didn't even notice. He came to his own people, but they didn't want him. But whoever did want him, who believed that he was who he claimed, and would do what he said, he made to be their true selves. They are child of God's selves. These are the God-begotten, not blood-begotten, not flesh-begotten, not sex-begotten. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son generous inside and out, true from start to finish. And from the letter to the Hebrews, going through a long line of prophets, God has been addressing our ancestors in different ways for centuries. Recently, he spoke to us directly through his Son. By his Son, God created the world in the beginning, and it will all belong to the Son at the end. This Son perfectly mirrors God and is stamped with God's nature. He holds everything together by what he says. This is the word. We'll Uh, So it's Christmas Day, uh, long-awaited for many of us. Some of you have been dreading it. Some of you um, want to hold on to this season as long as you can. Some of you will not take the lights down or take your tree down for weeks, right? Um, You'll continue to play Christmas music in your house and in your car for a few more weeks. You want this to last. Um... And then there are others of, of you who are already planning to take the tree down later today. Um, you're sick of uh, the radio, playing Christmas music, and um, you may, maybe for good reasons, maybe this is not an easy season for you, and you are ready to move on. You can't wait for 2017, and uh, you want to leave it behind, leave behind this season and leave behind this year. Well, uh, however you feel about Christmas, uh, it think back to where we began at the beginning of Advent. We said that as a church we would like our, our focus to be on the idea of the peace on earth and goodwill to all people. the promise of the angels and uh,
1: you know what a, what an amazing,
0: intention and the heart of God for all of creation, peace on earth, and goodwill to all. It's a lot to contemplate, even in uh, four weeks of Advent, probably something we can carry forth into 2017. It began with the Magnificat, with Mary's song in response to her learning that she was going to bear a son who would be the Messiah, awaited Savior of her people. And that that song that, of Messiah, of the, the Magnificat, uh, echoing the song of Hannah from the Old Testament, a song of liberation and overthrow, of, of wild changes, uh, of tremendous hope and good news for those on the bottom, but also really uh, of threat uh, for those who felt secure and and empowered. And then the story of this season ends with uh, the the visit of the Magi from the east led by a star and they go first to Herod. Herod turns out to be quite a bad guy and uh, the the evil character in the story and we know all about that and it may be that in a couple of weeks uh, when we focus on epiphany that will return to this story in more depth. Um, so it's a story where the Magi in a way represent the whole wide world, the whole Gentile world, knowing about and being impacted by the birth of this child in, in Bethlehem, and also about the response of much of the world, again, especially those in high power who feel threatened by this tiny baby. At the center of the story is the manger. Last night we had a manger up here. Uh, I thought about bringing my, my dog Brewster's dog dish in for a visual today because um, that's really what a manger is. It's a feeding trough and uh, so many of you have cats or dogs or or other kind of pets, maybe birds or hamsters. They all have to have something to eat out of. And so the manger was the dog dish, if you will, for the animals of the household back then in Bethlehem. And that is where this baby first slept. Think about that. God, the magnificent, mysterious, beyond our comprehension, creator of the universe, sleeping in a feeding trough, in the lowest of places. It's it's this idea that the reign of God is going to come to us, not in the majestic and elusive and uh, sort of distant, powerful way, but... In in a most hidden way, in a way that is so vulnerable that we almost can't believe it or see it. We have in our history of Christian theology the idea that God is omniscient and omnipotent, God the Father Almighty. But that's only half of the equation because the other half of it is a vulnerable infant born to a young woman poor peasant and sleeping in a feeding trough utterly vulnerable that has to always be held in balance with this idea of the almighty god lest we make god and hurting the world. God, most vulnerable. That is what we celebrate today, and I think uh, is what attracts us to the story of Christmas. But beyond thinking about a manger with a baby in it, the incarnation also must mean that it continues with us maybe that is harder to believe than God coming and being born in a feeding trough. It is God being born in us. The presence of God in the world now. Surely the story of Christmas means not just that God came once, but that God is here now with us in the ground and in the air animals, when we feel like we're kind of at the bottom, we've lost our, any claim to status or pride, we're just hanging on. And it is here where God is committed to being with us. God is committed to being truly with us and invites us to respond by being truly ourselves. So, to celebrate Christmas is is also to be our true selves, to be as vulnerable as we can be, to take the kind of risk that God and Christ took. John talks about a three-tiered, well, actually, he talks, God talks, and John, there is this logos, this, this, pre-existent essence of all reality. We have grown up with a three-tiered vision of reality. You know, there's heaven above and then here we are on earth and then below the earth there is this underworld we hope never to know or see. And and yet in recent times in this last century uh, we've had many who would say that 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 three-tiered idea, the idea of a God who is somewhere else, is just wrong. But that can't be. And many have said, well, God must, that, that idea is so outlandish, God is dead. But others have said, no, if God is not out there, God is here. Here with us. And that really is what The story of the Incarnation says Paul Tillich calls God the ground of our being, the essence of all reality. Beyond even personal, transpersonal, God not in isolation, in some distant place, but here with us in intimacy, in animation of all of life, and most of all, in love. In connecting love. That's what the word religion means. It means connecting, binding. And so, perhaps when we think about uh, observing religion today, we can simplify that, take away all the accoutrements, and just think simply about the idea of connection. About God connecting with all of creation in the most vulnerable.